This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. And we are live on another episode of Rico Bronia. No, this is not Evan Roberts. He is, I don't even know where the hell he is, to be honest with you. I have no clue. It's Pete Hoffman filling in. And we also have special guest, Tommy Lugauer from the Carton Roberts Show. What's up, Tommy? How we doing? Hoff, what's up, bro? Yeah, uh, Evan is out. I believe uh, it's his wedding anniversary, or it's the anniversary of the first time he scored a baseball game, or the anniversary <laughs> of the first time he saw a woman naked. But... Uh, it- one of those options. It's all. It's all good for him. Congratulations. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's an honor to be on the on the Rico, which sounds like a, a Seinfeld episode. He he told me about a week ago when we were at Yankee Stadium. It was like he was giving his daughter's hand in marriage. He's like, Loogie, I want you to do an episode of the Rico." I was like, "Great, yeah, I can wait around all night till midnight to record the podcast." You need me? I'm in. Nah, nah. But it's well, uh, well, I'm... well, listen, we didn't know that it was. First of all, a I just got back from vacation. So we did a, we did an episode while I was out in Disney. So I got back from vacation. It's my kid's birthday. I've been out partying all day. He's been partying all day. It's been crazy, and I I'm g- thankful that you stayed up so we could do it together. The idea that Evan made you basically you're coming off it's a small world at midnight, and he's having you record a podcast for a baseball team in August. I get they just play the Yankees. Hoff, I would have hit the record button for the guy. I'm his producer in radio. He could have given you a week off to enjoy the time at Disney. That that we talked about on the air. That was ridiculous. And I know you want to do it, you're dedicated, but he should have given you the night off, the week off, really. We, I, dude, I was in Disney for, I was in Disney Magic Kingdom. If you know the the parks, there's not just like one place that you go and that we were at Magic Kingdom for legitimately uh, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. So what is that? I don't even know the math on that, but more than 12 hours. It was a long with three kids with three kids, right? Yes, and I had to carry one of them for most of the day. It was terrible. (laughs) And then you got to record the Rico Bronya podcast from like Coronado Springs or whatever the hell you stay. Yeah. Animal Kingdom. And he's sitting there going like, oh, so did you, uh, Hop, did you watch this? Like, no, I haven't watched a single ounce of baseball today, but I know the Mets lost. So that sucked. But we'll get into that too because I have to get into some things with you. But first of all, let's get into the fact that, listen, overall, this series with the Colorado, Colorado Rockies, the Mets did what they were supposed to do. It sucked they lost the final game of the series. Max Scherzer did a pitched an amazing game. It was unbelievable. And yes, one run is the difference. And again, the Mets find a way not to score any runs. 
they have these games. Francisco Lindor's on a little bit of a schneid right now. We've all seen it. It's happening. It's disappointing. But overall, three out of four, you'll take it, okay? The fact that the Braves lost two games this weekend versus St. Louis Cardinals, that is a very solid thing. The biggest take that I that I have to take, the biggest, the biggest issue, I think, that I have, because, again, we don't want to focus on issues because overall, good. DeGrom pitched great. Scherzer pitched great. David Peterson pitched great. So starting pitching was, was good. The biggest issue I have to look into in these th- this four-game series is Game 2, Friday night, Chris Bassett going into the eighth inning. Now, you see that Chris Bassett did not have his A game. He was not perfect. He's not what you – he was not his, his normal self, but he continued to battle. He always does. And he gets a base runner on, and Buck goes to the bullpen and goes not to Edwin Diaz, who pitched the night before, which we've seen again. Listen, in four games, Edwin Diaz saw zero save opportunities. He got a hold. Mm-hmm. Um, he did pitch in the in the in the, in the second game as in the, in the second game as well that we're, t- we're referencing to right now as well. But he didn't get a save opportunity. Michael Givens comes in and blows the game open, and he can't get it. He can't get it out. It's just a terrible performance again from Michael Givens, and it ends up being they lose the lead, and it looks like oh no, the Mets are going to lose it. Not just one, but two games a series on Friday night. And thankfully, the Mets battle back, which is the one thing that this team always does. Even though in a Sunday game where it was, they, they couldn't score a run, they seem to always find a way to battle a little bit. Sunday didn't show up. But Friday, they battled back to win the game. But my biggest gripe, and you tell me how wrong I am here. The biggest gripe is not that Buck Walter went to Michael Givens at any point in time. It's the fact that if you're going to go to Chris Bassett in the eighth inning, it's got to be Edwin Diaz, or you just give, you have to give Givens the inning there in the eighth, clean, fresh start, because he clearly can't go into a game mid, mid-inning. Yeah, and, and Pete, I think it's just a part of a larger issue with the Mets, and that's something we wanted them to do with the trade deadline, was bolster the bullpen, and Givens wasn't enough. And I think it's a larger issue, and I think it's an issue that's going to plague the Mets. And if there is a downfall, besides the health of Jacob deGrom, and God forbid something happens to Scherzer, is the middle relief outside of Diaz, who's been unbelievable, who I was critical of earlier in the year, and I'll gladly eat my words on that one. But the guys like Garavino and Givens and uh, Jolie Rodriguez and guys that are going to keep you up at night, and when these games really, really do count, are going to be a problem. Now... I would love to see, I mean, DeGrom throw over 100 pitches. Maybe we'll see that next series and have these starters maybe go eight innings and hand the ball off to Diaz or seven because it's going to get to the point, Hoff, where we're going to have to see almost two innings out of Diaz. So to me, it's a microcosm of a bigger problem with the Mets, and that's the middle relief before Edwin Diaz. Well, here's the thing, though. Is like, and I'm not saying that Adovino is a solution to give a day off to Edward Diaz. No, not at all. But here's the thing is, if you're going to go to Diaz anyway in the ninth inning, which they end up doing anyway, mm-hmm. right? And on that Friday game, they end up going to Diaz. So now he's pitched back-to-back games. So now on Saturday, he's not even available. Uh, and Sunday, he was not available because they couldn't score a freaking run. Um, but the point is, is like if that's the case, then you might as well try to go for Diaz for that five-out save. You've done it before, and we've seen the day before 
where Diaz comes in for those big-time situations, Buck has to understand you have a very little bit limited wiggle room here. You don't have the luxury, and like you just said, you want to see Degrom go 100 pitches. Bassett had 88 pitches, so right. if you and so his pitch count was good. If you're in the eighth inning, if you're going to start Bassett to get into that eighth inning, either let him battle because he's done it all game. He's done it all game. Or you go right to Diaz. There's no reason to mess around anymore. Like, we figured it out. There's no one good in this bullpen. Like, like Trevor May coming in is like, all right, let's give up a home run. Let's give up a run here. Uh, Jolie Rodriguez sucks. Uh, I, yeah. And again, like, I, I, I don't mind Adovino at times, but I still don't trust him. There's no one that's trustworthy except for Edwin Diaz. Why waste your time? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. No, I agree, dude. And, and like you said, 88 pitches. To me, I trust the starters, no doubt, and I trust Diaz at this point. Anybody else, even on a Vino, they're not on the trust list. Yeah, so if I have 88 pitches with Bassett, I want to push them there. Now, luckily, this Met team, and I'm as negative as it gets, every single time I've been ready to jump off the ledge and get ready to be like, listen, they're done. Here it comes. The other shoe's going to fall. The other shoe's going to drop. The self-fulfilling prophecy that most Met fans, especially our age, mid to late, 30s now you turn 40 so in that age bracket because we've seen nothing but losing we're waiting for it to happen and everything to go wrong and it hasn't and i'll tell you this hoff and you you could disagree with me if you want this to me is the best mets team i have ever seen in my life they're the best mets team i've ever seen yeah i mean i again we we we, we had this on the rico a few a few weeks ago where i said 2006 might be comparable because 86 i was too young I was four. Yeah. They won a World Series, but still, I was too young. 2006 is the only team that I think that was relevant enough that was like, yeah, even though they didn't make the World Series, I felt that they were comparable. And, and Evan went through it. And offensively, maybe the, the, it's comparable. I think maybe the, this team is maybe a little bit better. But pitching staff, this team is completely better than 06. There's no, no one on 06 to, to even sit there and comp to. It's like, you know, yeah, Pedro Martinez wasn't even fully healthy. You go up and down that, that roster, it was bad. Yeah, everything on this team is, is, is so much better. Just the, the again, the, the, the manager even. You look at the manager, you look at you look at Buck Showalter, even Willie Randolph. We liked Willie, but do we ever really trust Willie? I didn't freaking know. I just, he's a nice guy, very passive. You liked his approach, but was it enough for that team? Buck Showalter, you know he knows how to read a room. You know what that he he knows how to change the the mindset of some of these ballplayers. Francisco Lindor, has he had the best season for a shortstop? Has he had the best season as a Met shortstop? Statistically, yes. But yes. no, but really overall, no, he hasn't. He's had some ups and downs. It's been a really rough season here and there. The beginning of the season was terrible, and right now he's going through a stretch. But he's let him play his game. He's told him, just just focus on what you do. Don't worry about anything else. And that's Buck as a leader. So, I, again, I trust this team to an extent. I don't trust the bullpen. That's the biggest hole. 
I agree, and I think a lot. Lindor's had a good year, not a great year, a very good year. Certainly better than the disaster last year. I think the additions of guys like Marte and Kana, and guys that have taken the pressure off guys like you've seen it with Pete and McNeil and Nimmo finally healthy. A guy I've been critical in the past has had a very good year, and I think that's taken a little bit of the pressure off of Lindor, because I think he's had a rough go with the fans last year. Obviously, the stuff with Baez was a, a total mess. Thankfully, somebody got in their ear very quickly and said, you can't go against the fans. You're never going to win. And then certainly that game against the Yankees and the stuff with Stanton, he got a little bit back in the favor of Mets fans. And he's had a good year, like you said, statistically the best ever from a shortstop of the Mets. But yeah, the bugaboo for this team is the bullpen. And where have we heard that before with Met teams? As I've said, we as Met fans have closer issues. Like some people have mommy issues or daddy issues. We have <laughs> we have closer issues where we don't trust people. And I don't even f- fully trust Diaz, if I'm being completely honest, because we have just seen bullpens. Bullet. And when it comes down to it, Hoff, you know this, bro. When it gets down to the nitty-gritty and it gets to October, I get we have Jake. I get we have Max. But there's still an eighth and ninth inning. And those are critical outs. And right now, with all the chips down in the middle, getting those critical outs, can't have Edwin go six outs every single game. Occasionally, you're going to have to give the ball to somebody in the eighth inning that you fully trust. And right now... There is nobody in that pen that a Met fan, if they had truth serum, would tell you, yeah, I trust that guy in October against the Braves, Dodgers, or if we, heaven forbid, we get to the World Series, Yankees or Astros. No, and that's the other thing, too. Like, we're talking about, like, realistically, they, they, they failed us in the, the trade deadline. They only mm-hmm. got Michael, Michael Givens, and he sucks. Like, I mean, let's, let's be serious. Call Space Fed. The guy sucks. And, and I like him. He's a nice guy. I think he's, he's great. I, I tweeted this out. It's stupid. But, I mean, he's got a great pickoff move. He might as well just go walk the ballpark and just try to pick everybody off because he's got better opportunity to getting people out that way than, than throwing ah. the ball over the plate because they'll get home runs. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see hits. Just walk them, get the first base, and pick them off. But the reality is, is you do have reinforcements. And I'm not saying they're, they're, they're perfect. We do have guys like Tyler McGill, who's an interesting uh, thought process for a bullpen. We got to see it, though. We have a guy like um, Joey Lucchese. And, and I hate to say this because we, we all could say that jo- Joey Rodriguez sucks, too. Again, everybody, preference by, they all suck in the bullpen. But Joey Rodriguez can't pitch. We talk, you, And I don't want to comp to the Yankees at all, but everyone said the reason why Jordan Montgomery was traded away from the Yankees is because no one saw him starting a game in October for the Yankees. I don't see Jolie Rodriguez playing any role at any point in time in October. It just can't be possible. So are you going to bring in a Joey Lucchese? Like, what, like, is that a possibility? Is that somebody that we can maybe rely on? I mean, the guy's got to get healthy before we even see him. But he's someone they're talking about. Him, McGill, and we, all this stuff in minor league ball right now that's that's potentially up and coming that we may be able to see. But, like, I have to see it in the big leagues before we can even try it out in the freaking playoffs. Yeah, and again, listen, I mean, the fact that we, or Peterson maybe even in the pen, but I mean, the idea that we're trying to, like, makeshift the bullpen at this point when we had an opportunity to bolster that at the trade deadline, to me, if that, that is the biggest failure of the season so far in what has been a great year. Listen, you are proud, and we'll get into it in a little bit. Saturday made me proud to be a Met fan on so many levels. And this year, there's been a sense of pride because you feel like the owner wants to win. 
Now, I think a lot of that is that he wants to be like, I'm Steve Cohen, look what I've done, I've won. But also because he's a diehard Met fan and he will do whatever it takes to win. So I feel confident that the ownership will get it done. But at the end of the day, bro, they failed at the trade deadline and they failed the fame base. And look, let it go, let it go. But the bottom line is it's reared its ugly head and I promise you it will rear its ugly head again.